new data shows that we use almost 12 TV services with free and paid services both making gains. We use so many services that it's beginning to look like cable TV in its heyday. Listen on to find out why. This is End Screen Noise. My name is Colin Dixon, founder and chief analyst at End Screen Media, and today is March 2nd, 2023. I always look forward to the release of the latest TiVo Video Trends Report. The company has been producing it for years. Uh, in fact, it started producing it as Digital Smiths way back, or at least 10 years ago, maybe even longer than that. TiVo purchased Digital Smiths and has kept the report coming. And I've got to tell you, it always does a great job asking the right questions of its 4,400 or so US and Canadian survey participants. Well, the Q4 2022 report is no different and has just been released. And today I wanted to share with you how it illustrates how the TV market could be headed for a back to the future moment. But first... Are you using the trackers feature on the end screen media website? Each tracker pulls together the latest data on the streaming media industry, making it easy for you to easily grasp what's going on in a quick three minute read. You'll find trackers for industry leaders like Netflix, Disney's D2C business, Comcast, Roku, and others. And uh, I just recently updated the Roku page to reflect the Q4 results. So you should check that out. And you'll also find industry overviews covering the most recent data for traditional pay TV and the US TV industry as a whole. So why don't you stop by the end screen media website and check out the trackers feature. Why don't you bookmark it so that you can come back there often and see when it's been updated. And if you'd like to sponsor the trackers feature, why don't you send an email to sales at endscreenmedia.com. Okay, so let's get back to the main story today, which is this TiVo Q4 2022 video trends report. Well, in cable's heyday, cable TV's heyday, back at the turn of the century, the industry was obsessed with the 500-channel TV universe. But no matter how many channels pay TV operators threw at us, we only ever used 17 or 18 channels. I remember Nielsen, year after year, would publish the average number of channels we watched in any given month, and it never exceeded 18. And the truth is, there really were only five to eight channels that provided the majority of our viewing. There were some really popular channels, often including ABC, NBC, CBS and Fox. Those always seem to come up in the top 10 channels and usually usually in, in spots one through four. Uh, but there were some pretty niche ones as well. Of course, there are cooking channels and DIY channels and chains, channels devoted to gaming and, 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 and all sorts of niche channels available. And what that basically meant was Everyone's favorites were a little different. So our mix of eight channels that we watched on a regular basis and our mix, uh, broader mix of 18 channels was all very different to everybody else. And looking at the TiVo's Q4 2022 video trends report, 
I think we could be heading to a similar place with streaming TV. First of all, the number of TV services we are using has increased almost three between Q4 2021 and Q4 2022 to reach 11.6. Yes, 11.6. So what is TiVo counting as a TV service? Well, of course, cable, satellite and telco TV services like DirecTV and Comcast Xfinity TV are included in those paid services. SVOD services like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all the rest are there and also free services like Tubi, Pluto TV, YouTube TV and social services, social video services like TikTok and YouTube are included too. But not surprisingly, it is the free services that have made the most gains. According to TiVo, the number of paid services did actually increase between 2021 and 2022 in Q4. They increased from 6.5 to 7.6, so that's a 1.1 increase. But non-paid services increased much more. They went from 2.4 to 3.9. That's a 1.5 service increase. And and on a percentage basis, that's huge. That's a 69% increase in non-paid and a 16% increase in paid. Now, the analogy between cable TV and streaming is not perfect. Streaming services provide much more content than the average cable channel. So perhaps we'll end up using fewer streaming services than we did TV channels 20 years ago. But the data suggests we could still see growth in the number of services we use. And a lot of that growth will come from Fasts, these free ad-supported streaming TV services. So according to TiVo, 63.5% of people in the survey report using Fast services. Only a modest 3% increase from 2021, I might note. But since the average usage increased by 1.5%, those using them, those using fasts, apparently are using a lot more. And there's evidence that this is indeed the case, that people that use these services are using them more. And I'm going to draw on this very interesting graph that TiVo includes with this report. It basically tracks the share of viewing by business model. So what's a business model? Well, pay TV service, SVOD, fast, VMVPD, that's the virtual pay TV services like YouTube TV, etc., and other services. Uh, so, and, and here's what the picture looks like. In Q4 2021, about 10% of our viewing time was absorbed by watching fast services. Just 10%. The big dog then was traditional pay TV services at 38% and SVOD at about 31%. Well, if you fast forward one year, that 10% of viewing for fasts more than doubled to 24%. SVOD stayed about the same, reduced a little bit, 1% share at 30%. But traditional pay TV lost a lot. It went from 38% to 32% share. 
So really, the free services seem to be gaining much more viewership and that viewership is getting getting taken out of traditional pay television services. So that's fantastic gains for fast. Uh, I was surprised the penetration, the number of people using them didn't increase faster, but I'm guessing that that will increase as more and more people continue to spend more time on streaming TV. But it's not all wine and roses for fasts. Getting a new viewer is not the same as keeping them. Nearly a third only use a fast service for three months or less. That means a third of people that start using a fast are gone within three months. That's And that's up from 24% in 2021. So that's a big increase in the number of people that spend less time with a new service. Uh, And perhaps that's why fast services are beginning to invest in originals. They need things that are sticky. So they're beginning to spend to create originals. They're getting sports. They're getting exclusive content that can't be found anywhere else in an effort to not only attract people, but keep them coming back to the service. The sort of things that they're doing, well, there's Weird on the Roku channel, the Weird Al Yankovic story, uh, which is uh, very amusing. If you want to want to give it a look, I, I watched it. Tubi did something new. They were rebroadcasting World Cup soccer matches during the World Cup, which I think did very well for them. Uh, and services like Crackle, they're producing reality shows like Sim- Simply Raymond Blanc. Actually, I think that's a cooking show on Crackle and a bunch of others. So this attempt, I think, by fast services is partly to attract new new viewers, but having a slow but steady flow of unique and exclusive and original content, they hope will help people stick around a bit longer. For SVOD services, well, the news is good. People have added 1.1 pay services over the last year, as I said earlier. And I think looking at the looking at other TiVo data, it looks to me like for the most part, the paid services they've added have been SVOD. Uh, why do I say that? Well, Average spending on traditional pay TV went down. You'd expect that because fewer people have traditional pay TV. And also they're trying to spend less on those services. So that's that's one thing. But average spending on SVOD increased $7. Some of that increase could well have come from price increases. But $7, that suggests to me that that's another service. In many cases, that's another service addition. Uh, Streaming sports also saw an increase of $6 per month. And VMVPD subscription spending also went up $9. So those those two types of streaming services could also have gained viewers. Now, the bad news for SVOD services, 27% dropped in SVOD service in the second half of 2022. That's enormous. That churn rate is massive. It's a big increase from 2021, up from 18% in 2021. But even worse than that, only 38% of SVOD subscribers keep a service for more than a year. 38%. That's a horrible retention rate. 
Uh, and I tell you, this is something I bet that is occupying the thoughts of the executive teams at major SVOD services a lot, because that's a, as I say, it's a massive churn rate. The news is not all bad. It looks like people are dropping one service to sign up for another, indicating that they really don't want to be spending much more. Why do I say that? Well, the proportion of people that added an SVOD service in the year's second half increased from 27% to 34%. So just like we saw a big increase in the people that cancelled, we saw a similarly big increase in the people that added a new service. So it's not just a question of cost cutting, it's just a question of reallocating funds. Uh, but it does emphasise how important it is to not only attract a subscriber, but making sure you have plenty of content that's easy for them to find to keep them. By the way, Netflix seems to have been hit particularly hard. Of the people that have recently cancelled a new service, 27% dumped Netflix. That's up 8% from last year. And Hulu was the next most cancelled, but only 9% said that they cancelled Hulu. That's, that's three times more, more than three times more have cancelled Netflix of those people that have cancelled than cancelled Hulu. Uh, so that's, that's a real problem for Netflix. I'm sure they're very aware of it. But I will say the survey was taken about the same time as Netflix introduced its much cheaper ad support tier. I know that there was a lot of interest from subscribers to Netflix at the time in that ad supported tier and it is significantly cheaper it's half price basically uh, so I'm thinking that maybe those cancelling were cancelling because they didn't have or many of them were cancelling because they didn't have a cheaper option now they do so perhaps those the the percentage of people who would dump Netflix would be much lower so hopefully that's giving them more options to reduce that churn. Finally, I wanted to draw your attention to a hidden gem in the report that's buried in there somewhere. And uh, I gotta say that this is one of the things that has permanently changed from the cable TV heyday. Binging is now a permanent part of viewing. And it's still a favorite activity of viewers. TiVo says that 53% said they prefer whole seasons to be made available at once, and only 24% prefer weekly releases, uh, which is interesting, right? Because what we're seeing actually is that SVOD pro providers are moving to doing more weekly releases, even though their users would prefer them to drop them all at once. One of the biggest reasons that people prefer that they drop them all at once is not only to binge, it's really the control. It's right, they can decide when they want to watch a new episode and when they, when they want to binge several episodes. So it's all about control. But the thing that really stuck out to me about this data is that it looks like women and non-binary viewers way prefer binging to men. According to TiVo, about 58% of men prefer the seasons to be released all at once, and only 42% prefer releasing one episode per week. Women, female, 77% prefer 
that it the seasons be released all at once. That's versus the 58% of, my, of, of men. And non-binary other, well, it's 76% prefer. So that's almost the same as female. Uh, and very few actually prefer the weekly release. 23% of women and 24% of non-binary other. So uh, that's a pretty interesting stat. So there you have it. In some respects, it looks like we could be heading back towards a cable TV world where we have uh, a clutch of services, uh, 12 to 18 services. It looks like the cable model suggests we may get up as high as that, that we watch on a regular basis. That mix of channels we will have. But, but the great thing is that now we will be paying only for the content that we want rather than paying for everything and hopefully uh, that will keep the price down for all of us there are tons of more uh, more information in the report uh, it, they talk about smart tv ownership and preferences they talk about ad preferences discovery use of voice control and much much more all in this report so i highly recommend it and you can actually get a more detailed briefing from a recording of a webinar i hosted with tivo executives on february 28th and i'll include a link to that with this posting on my site um, and you can see this posting at the analysis tab on the end screen media website and you might want to cruise over there and take a look at that because you will find a rough transcript of this podcast and the graphics the significant graphics that i've talked about in our discussion so that's over there at the end screen media website under the analysis tab and while you're there you should just sign up for the newsletter that 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 way you'll get told when there's new stuff each day if you want to sign up for the daily or you can get the weekly and get a sort of digest of everything new at the end screen media website this has been colin dixon with end screen media and i'll speak with you again next time this podcast is a production of end screen media all rights reserved